Hello, everybody. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. This is episode 226 of the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. Oh, snap. No, you didn't. Guardians of the Galaxy. We've got to talk about we, Guardians we, of the Galaxy. We will, we will talk about that for sure. And... Um, uh, yeah, we also, uh, folks, we will be re- releasing a Guardians of the Galaxy spoiler app. Oh, look at that. Double. Bam. With who? Jackie Cation. Oh, per- who has read every single Guardians of the Galaxy comic book. Yeah, we almost had to uh, sedate her. Yeah. She was we so really fired up. Yeah. She came in. Yeah. She was so fired up. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. And we've got, um, you know. That'll uh, be releasing uh, Thursday. We're releasing. We're dropping it Thursday. I think I made it drop Thursday morning early. Oh, perfect. A little early. Early. Oh, so it's in the hopper already. It's, it is in the <laughs> hopper, my friend. It is locked and loaded and ready to be shot into your dirty earlobes. Um, so uh, do we, what do we have? Do we have announcements to make? What do we have to do, Chris? What do we, what do we normally do on this show? Is that, we, <laughs> so am I acting like we haven't done it? Let's episode? introduce our guest. That's a great idea. And then uh, let's get right into it. We've got an ad we're going to do a little later though. Let's, uh, let's table it until now. Okay. So, uh, yes, our guest, this is not his first time on the program. He's a funny stand-up comedian. He does a podcast, and he's a surfer. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eddie Ift. Hello, hello. Third time on the show. Feel proud. Shazam! Third time. Got a lot to promote, too. Three-peat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you been surfing at all? I surfed. I was going to go out this morning. Couldn't make it. I went out yesterday. Not bad. You forgot to say CrossFit enthusiast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Coyote Hunter. Yeah, Coyote coyote Hunter now. I'm only going to hunt with a paintball gun. Yeah. I've read into so it mark so hard. Them. I'm, yeah. mo- I'm moving to the woods, and uh, coyotes are so dangerous there. I, I, yeah, I'm going to tag them basically, yeah. so I can be like, that one's been around too often. Right. That's that's greeny, <laughs> and the red one hasn't been back. Yeah. Uh, you were saying because you have a dog, and everyone who lives up there is like loses their dogs. They just eat them for breakfast, and uh, they. One woman, I said, hey, have you ever lost a coyote? She, yeah, a coyote jumped her fence, and I had my dog out for like a minute, and it just ripped the head off of it. And I was like, I'm not moving. Uh, Man. So BB guns will hurt them. Like, it'll lodge into them and could infect it and kill the coyote. I don't want to hurt the coyote. I, I don't want to kill the coyote. I don't want to affect, like, its life. But I think a little sting from a paintball might yeah. teach it a lesson. A little taste there, coyote. Yeah, Maybe yeah, stay yeah. on your side yeah. of the fence. Yeah. So what, what do people do? Do they, like, electrify the fences? Like, what, are, what, a are, lot of, what, what, what is what, the coyote defense in your what area? What we're going to put is the rollers on the top of the fence. And they are these like rolls, basically, that the coyote goes to grab on, and oh. they they can't get a grab on the top of your fence. Oh, and so then do you attach it. it to like a music box, so um, you know when it turns? I'm gonna have oh, coyotes trying to eat the dog. It's just like Bugs. I mean, I I feel like they're like all these coyotes. They're so smart. They're like they're watching you. They know what time you leave. They know what. Oh, it's terrible. What the hell? And I haven't been there at night, but the neighbors are like, yeah. When it starts to get dark, they just start coming out. You'll see them walk down the street. Uh, they're like, well, we've even seen uh, uh, mountain lions walk down the street. I'm wow. like, why are we living? What are you doing? Why are you- my, my wife? They're is- ordering rocket roller skates from Acme to get to your dog. I, 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 I was, I was. Just picture if I put them on my dog. Yeah. All right. Now here's what you do. Run, my friend. Run. Make it fall off the cliff. Yeah. Um, uh, when uh, we used to live in Venice, or still do until we move, and Venice, was, my wife thought was too dangerous. This is what Venice is. Venice nothing. just has a couple of drug dealers and some yeah, gangs. It yeah. doesn't have 
roving that fucking. Just get to get a guy pee on me for, and I I pay for that in Germany. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's why would you need? Oh, oh I'm man, so worried about this. Well, good luck. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> good luck, you survivalist weirdo living up in the <laughs> breeding rabbits for yeah, your whatever, so or to feed the coyotes. Yeah. Um, so. All right. Well, let's let's get into uh, let's get into this. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Loved this Absolutely movie. Absolutely loved it. It's had so much fun at this movie. You know what? I was thinking about it too, and I got an email from uh, uh, Matt Weinhold too, and I, I was realized it felt like you were watching Star Wars for the first time. Oh wow! It was that's like a great, that's really, a great way to put it. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. It was like so exciting. It was so it was that good. It was so much fun, and it really felt like you were watching like a science fiction comic book come to life. It, I, I think that's the best way to put it. Again, I'm I did not read any of this. I didn't know anything going in. Um, so I didn't have any expectations, which I think actually was a good thing. And it was, you know, and I love the Captain America and the Avengers movies. I love those movies. Those are superhero movies mm-hmm. with iconic superheroes that we all know, which, and they're great. I love them. This is a comic book movie right. that was like science fiction comic book. And it had that same. You don't get the feel that everyone's superheroes. These are just, these are like characters from a science fiction mm-hmm. movie. And it right. Because that's how it was in Star Wars. You didn't yeah. feel like any of them were superheroes. It right. Was, it was just people that happen to be living in that kind of environment right. and get affected by. Yes. Yeah. And it was exactly like that. And it had a great sense of humor about it. Like when you were a kid, I mean, some of the Star Wars movies don't hold up as much, the jokes or whatever, but when you remember- and Some of the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Some of the dialogue doesn't hold up as much, but the dialogue in Guardians was like, it was, there was there was fucking laugh out like yeah. shit who's in there. Be- really who's funny. behind the film? Who's the director? James Gunn, actually, mm-hmm. which is an interesting choice because none of his previous films have made a lot of money, but he has a real sense of style and a vision to all of his movies, like super whether you on board with him or not, you realize Slither is another mm-hmm. uh, one of his movies. Mm-hmm. He has an uncompromising vision that he brought to uh, and it this was, film. He and wrote it was great. He, he, it was written by himself. He started and, as a screen a screenwriter and then yeah. moved into directing. Mm-hmm. And he, his writing partner on this was a woman, Nicole Perlman, who doesn't have much of an IMDb page. She seems like she's relatively new to this, and it's just great. She's man. sleeping with him. <laughs> <laughs> There's some kind of relationship yeah. there, I'm well, sure. They're brother and sister, yeah. <laughs> but they don't know it yet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it was awesome, and all the actors, and it was great. It was a, it's a movie's a blast. Like if you haven't seen it, the effects are great. It was like one of those movies where it has giant, huge special effects, but it doesn't bother you because the story and the characters are so good. It's like the way Star Wars was. It's mm-hmm. like it had for the time when you saw Star Wars, you were blown away by the spe- blown away by the special mm-hmm. effects, but it didn't matter because you were enjoying the story the and the story, characters. The storyline so was amazing. Yeah, it was it was really cool. So I mean, and again, we go into to. The detail in the in the spoiler app. There's something I wish I could have added to the spoiler app that I read online. Um, but uh, yeah, check see the movie and then listen to the spoiler app because I and think it, it starts off you know really nice. There's like a poignant scene at the beginning and then um, the character who plays Star Lord. Then he's whisked Chris, off into space. Chris Pratt. Chris who does Pratt. An amazing here's the thing job. about him is is mm-hmm. like I, I think he's funny in Parks and Rec. And I'm, you know, I know he's starting to get some movies roles and I was worried like is he going to is it going to be that sort of what happened to Jonah Hill before he started to become an Oscar contender of like he's just doing the same guy, the same version in every movie, the sort of dumb guy from Parks and Rec. No. He was great. He was he's he plays a a kind of a 
badass pretty well. And yeah. I don't know. And he got he got ripped for this. He did. Like, I'm sure yeah. he did CrossFit, Eddie. He's yeah. gonna, <laughs> I had to have done CrossFit. You don't get you don't look like that without He's CrossFit. He's fucking stacked. Uh, I got a friend who's the and trainer a team of for trainers. Guys. Really? Yeah, who trains the actors when they're going into uh, one of my friends. I should, well, actually, I shouldn't say who he trains, but uh, and two of them. So I, I work out with two guys who are the biggest celebrities you can think of trainers, and uh, they do it in about they do a crash, crash, uh, like they're always in decent shape. Right. Some of them get pretty out there, but when they get ready for these films, like what do they? They do? buckle down. How they, do they, they do, do it? Two to three workouts a day, and wow. they uh, they. Cut their eating, you know, like the, you really put them on a high protein diet, low, you know, a little bit of fat and low, low, low carb diet. So one workout a day is not going to no do way. it. No way. No way. If you want to get somebody in that kind of like movie shape, no so way. So they're training like professional athletes. Absolutely. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like they go away. And basically what they do is they, for about a few weeks, maybe three weeks, it depends on how much time they have, six to, you know, three to six weeks, they will read their script and study their script and work out. And, and that's, that's it. it. That is it. And occasionally eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah, just have yeah. drink protein. No, they're they're pretty they're, they're, they're nutrition's everything. I mean, you got to work out cuz you got to shed those calories, but they will put them on some pretty hardcore diets. Um which, you know, consists of just like eating a ton of protein and right. is it all else. just like lean protein fruits and vegetables no i mean the, the the diet everyone prescribes now is mostly a paleo diet where you're going with uh, a lot of like grass-fed meats uh fish uh and then your really good fats your avocados your virgin olive oil um you need the fat for the energy mm-hmm. uh to keep you going but you want to stay away from any processed carbohydrates and processed foods so sugar is out the door. No, zero, 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 zero sugar. And that's what they do because they, you just want to lean up. And so you put them on one of those Airdyne bikes, just go, <laughs> just keep riding. Yeah, you can shed. Now, it's like a never-ending spin class. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Brutal. A Brutal. three-week spin class. Brutal. Well, now, is it is it... Now, how much is it like weights? Is it body weight? Like, well, here's what are the they thing. doing? If you've got muscle, I mean, if, you, if you're going to be like. Or someone like, like Chris Pratt, let's use him as an example. Because he, he's pretty, you know, in, in Parks and Rec, he's kind of a pudgy big guy. Right. For him to put on muscle, it wouldn't be that difficult, probably because he hasn't done a lot. So initially, when somebody puts on muscle, but you got to shed all that fat around there because the muscle's there on all of us. Like, if you look at the people in like. In like Holocaust right. pictures, sure. they're they're ripped. There's just no muscle on them, so that's right. from starvation. But you first, you got to put the muscle on, then you've got to shed all the fat. So, uh, my friend that wrote the book, The Paleo Solution, always says uh, exercise is important, diet is crucial. So uh, you, you, the diet's what really gets them down. But they got to put some muscle on, sure. which t- requires eating. Um, if you want to do it the right healthy way, it's eating. You know, well, like a balanced diet of like a, a paleo diet, non-processed foods, a lot of meats and fats, and then you know, doing exercise where you're doing strength building and cardio. Right. So a little bit of both. But the the, the bodybuilder freaks. I mean, oh, if you watch their diet, just read a bodybuilder's diet, and you're like, you're a mental case. Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. they eat like baby dysmorph- food too? It's body dysmorphia, and it's just mm-hmm. insanity. It's insanity. Well, let me ask you this too. Now, when with, with these 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 couple of big name personal yeah. trainers mm-hmm. now when they when some big name person like a Chris Pratt or whatever hires them studio usually pays for it studio pays sure. for yeah. it and then they um is the actor 
going to a facility or they sometimes uh, like my friend will take them and bounce around the you know i I, i'll tell you off air who the 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 actors Mm -hmm. are but they'll want to go to equinox sometimes in west hollywood look at girls and then sometimes (laughs) they'll want to do workouts on the beach and it's wherever they can keep them you know they'll do the stairs in santa monica but you know a couple of these guys like (laughs) i I wish i could tell you the names but they'll go um they'll fly with them everywhere you know, wherever they go, it's uh, they they almost become their best friend. So they're doing workouts in hotel rooms if needed. Everywhere, and it's like their best friend is with them all day long, and and that is their job to watch what they're eating, make sure there's food there for them, the right kind of food. To, to so they're they're a nutritionist. They're yes, everything. Yes. Well, some of the guys have a team, like the big, big, the biggest name you can imagine in Hollywood. We'll have a team where it'll be a physical therapist, a chiropractor, yeah. a nutritionist. Uh, and and a trainer. So you've got a movie body entourage. You pretty, pretty much. Well, you're a professional athlete. I mean, yeah. that's what yeah. you have to have. It's like it's like a, you're you're on a team. You'd have a training yeah. facility that would have uh, training doctors and all that stuff like that, and, and then eventually turn you bionic. Sure, that's yeah. the goal. Yeah, that's with all of them. That's <laughs> yes. what they're all trying to yeah. do. <laughs> you want lasers to shoot yeah. out of your yes. eyes? Why I mean, wouldn't that's, you? That's the goal. Um, so yeah, I mean it, this 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 movie. I mean, to knowing start, that makes me even yeah. like it more. That, yeah, that's yeah. What, I mean, I knew that's what, what Chris guys Brad had to go through. through but yeah, it's like. I, but, I dig it, man. To, it dig was, we're going to get into more, obviously, more depth in these points into the spoiler app. But I, I just want to say, um, if you haven't seen it, go see. You got to see it on the big screen. It's fun. And you it, don't need 3D. You don't need 3D. You don't need to know anything about the characters. No. That's what I loved. In fact, I say this more in the spoiler app. But one of the only little nitpicky things I had was that I would have liked a little more backstory and like who the Nova Corps was, who the villains were, because they just kind of show up mm-hmm. and then you're just pretty much, I mean, it, the movie just moves. It's It, it it's goes. Nonstop. And because it could so easily have been bogged down into like origin backstory and like what did happen now? How did he become who he was? And it doesn't, it skips all over that and jumps you right into the action, which is so smart and it's so fun. And um that's like I, I i'm wondering too when it gets released on dvd will there be some extended scenes where you get some of that I backstory hope. that i think I uh may have been trimmed in the movie but but the, but it's like a little nitpicky complaint yeah, it's a it's, it's a, a great movie you gotta really see is. it on the big screen mm-hmm. you absolutely have to. i'm sold i'm yeah. going yes <laughs> no i am i'm going to see this <laughs> i've been looking for a good movie well speaking of 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 bigger films uh we talked about it before but eddie you said you saw snowpiercer yeah I randomly found it on. Uh, I think I got it off iTunes because, and it's in the theaters right now. Yes. Also, isn't it? Didn't do mm-hmm. the. It's both. Well, the crazy thing is, and we got an email um, from uh, Sanai, big fan Japan, and several other fans that it did blockbuster numbers in Asia. Like it was a wide release and got kind of a limited. What's well, an Asian director, isn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a Korean guy. It's a very international movie. It's yeah. really yeah. interesting. It's a French graphic novel. It's it's written by a Korean and an American, directed by a Korean, and then it has casting from all over the world. It was so interesting. That's what I liked about it. It just seemed so different and unique, mm-hmm. and uh, didn't didn't follow much of a formula. No. And and you're was, not going to see anything like it again no. for a very long time. And that's why I enjoyed it. I was like, this is so out there and so different, and I was so glad to independently financed because we're talking about too. Like, how could you even noted that movie? Like even if you were, if your job was to give them notes, like how would you even right, do it? Because it was just so out there the way yeah. the guy was thinking. Um, there's a lot of suspension of belief that you've got to. That's you, what I said. You, you, yeah. You've got to go. All right, you know, I'm cu- <laughs> you, you're putting holes in every. 
You're on board or you're not. Yes. <laughs> if you get on board, it's a fun ride. Yeah. And, and, but if, if you start going, this train and it's going and, and come on, sh- t- fuck off. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not going to get to the end. Yes. And, uh, but I think I, I just went into it and went, all right, I'm, I'm glad to see somebody doing something mm-hmm. so unformulaic yes. for, for once. Because we, we used to see that constantly. Mm-hmm. Right. And now you never see it. And mm-hmm. I, I can't even it's, – it's difficult to watch a film for how, how formulaic everything's become. Right. And so uh, I, I just enjoyed it so much. And, and it, it, was a, it reminded me a little bit of Elysian. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In that, you know, the the tier structure, the caste mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. and you've got the rich and the poor, and and I feel like a lot of it is like, hey, America, you know, this is our metaphor of you and the way you're living, yeah. and and the, you know, there's you and the rest of the world, and you need to shape up because there's going to be a rebellion, yeah, and uh, you know, let the illegal aliens in yeah. uh, <laughs> when it's so much more complex than that. This, mm-hmm. this situ- and they, they always try it's, – it's easy for Hollywood to do in that situation. But, but f- a fun film. I mean, you, you didn't like it? No, I did. I yeah. did. It's, I said the same thing you did. You really got to suspend a fair amount of disbelief. <laughs> yeah. And you have to um, just realize that it's a unique thing that really – the tone goes all over the place. Sometimes it goes from satire to just goofy comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Like and the, back to like brutal the school, action. The school scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to like brutal, bloody action to yeah. – uh, uh, the one complaint I had is, see, if you remember at the end of the movie, no, it's not, we're not going to give it away, no spoilers, everyone got a speech at the end, you know, because everyone starts doing these monologues, him like out outside the the one car, then inside, the, there's like, everyone like, no, you say, you don't put that all at the end, yeah, we're yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the movie. That's funny, like, he, that, that's how he tied it up, he's yeah, like, I yeah. still need to get these monologues in. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, no, just, you can put one in the middle, you can have one at the end, don't put them all at the end. I've got something to say. Yeah. Right. I didn't think the fight scenes overdid it, which I, that's my pet peeve in most films, is a fight that goes on and on and on and on because the director just enjoys that. And it seems so self-indulgent or there's something I I don't want to see a big fight in a film anymore. I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. I, I, Mm -hmm. I, it makes me, as soon as they start fighting and you know, you know, it's going to get like this where it's, it's almost like a WWE fight. Mm -hmm. He's going to come in at first. He's going to get some good punches in, but then he's going to start to lose. Yeah. And then he's almost going to die. And then the knife's going to come up above his head and he's going to hold the guy's wrist. And then somebody from behind is going to shoot him. I mean, it's like, can, how many times can we see this? Uh, It's like that fight scene. Remember the movie, They Live? With Rowdy Roddy Piper, yeah, oh put my the glasses God, on. I know that movie. Yeah, and that they literally made one of the fight scenes like that, like it was like a WWE fight, like it lasted forever. forever. It was in an alley. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to take this off on another tangent, but I've been talking about it on every podcast. And um, in speaking of fighting, I found this thing from a fan sent this in. There's a thing called Cal- uh, Calcio Calcio Fiorentino, and just Google it and watch it. It's uh, an Italian sport that's been around since the 1600s. It's so it's hand- not an actress. It's no. <laughs> it's handball and UFC fighting mixed together. The rules are there's no rules. Get the ball to one end. Just watch that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like what I, team handball started team, as? Team UFC team handball. <laughs> so it's Hunger Games but with a ball. It is the most vicious, barbaric. 
I, I can't, I still can't believe it exists. Wow. And I can't believe we don't all know about this in America. No, yeah, I've like, never heard of it. How do they play it? Like, what's the... 27 men to a team. Is there an arena? <laughs> in an arena, packed. This is the biggest sport in Italy, apparently. Like, it's what soccer originated from. Really? Watch Did, did the Mayans play it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like... Put it this way, you know when you score a touchdown in football, you get to spike the ball and do mm-hmm. a dance and everybody goes back to the huddle? In this sport, you score whatever the score is and then everybody sucker punches you in the face for it oh good so there's a high motivation to score yeah it's the most (laughs) brutal brutal it makes ufc look like badminton (laughs) (laughs) well someone needs to make that into a A movie movie. i i was thinking Uh, what's it called again it's like calcio i think c-a-l-c-i-o calcio and then fiorentino fiorentino um but they call it something else, Calcio stat with an S. Um, I'll find. They it. call it punch ball fighting. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna send me you're gonna text me right afterwards and go. Uh, I don't believe this. Everyone I've shown it to is going. What the? F- yeah. How does this exist? Yeah. Uh, it's also yeah, called it. Storico. Calcio Storico. S T O R I C O. Yeah. All right. It's an early form of football that originated in 16th century Italy. Yeah. All right. How about that? That was a pretty good tangent. Nice. nice Sorry tangent. to do it. Sorry to do it. It's just, it's <laughs> the insane. photos just look like just rugby madness, Muay Thai rugby. Like, yeah. Muay Thai rugby, though. It's great. It looks insane. I'm in. So That's our next film. Yeah. Let's do a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> So now, Graham, speaking, you had your nephews in town, and you um, you showed them Star Wars on uh, VHS. Yes, I have the original Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi on VHS. And now, th- these are not the um, the, no, rest- the, no. the ones with the new effects, None right? None of that nonsense. Okay. This is Han shooting first. This mm-hmm. is all of it. And first of all, they've all seen the prequels, episodes one, two, and three. One mm-hmm. of them really knowledgeable about episode one, two, and three. And mm-hmm. he's talking about all this, the metachlorines and all this other. And I'm like, young man, we're going to have a conversation. It's amazing that he hadn't seen the... the. Well, he no, he had seen the original three, but he'd seen Star Wars a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But again, he has a DVD with the new uh, graphics that George Lucas put in mm-hmm. back in the 90s or whatever. Um, and... So he got he knew the basic storylines and everything, but but they hadn't watched enough of Empire and Jedi, which is Empire Strikes Back to me is all Yoda. That's Yoda's movie where we learn all about him. We learn about the Force, and my uh, favorite, I think it is. It's yeah. it's really awesome. I mean, granted, it has some hokey dialogue in it, you know, mm-hmm. um, scruffy nerve herder, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But the Yoda scenes where. Luke is learning the force, but he keeps quitting and complaining and like where he's trying to win the, he's trying to raise the X fighter out of the swamp and he goes, it's too big. And you the Mr. Miyagi, Daniel son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why you fail. And then Yoda raises it out of there, uh, without any problems. And he goes, I don't believe it. And he goes, you know, that's why you fail. There's mm-hmm. no try. There's either do or do not and all that stuff. And it was so cool to see it and then to hear my one nephew keep talking about, well, in episode one, two, and three, and I just went, those are heresy. And they're like, what's, <laughs> what's heresy? That's mean? exactly what they said. They go, what's heresy? And I was like, well, it's like a crime against a religion. Um, so uh, it, was, it was really awesome 
to watch these, to introduce these kind of to young kids. Did they enjoy it? They loved them. That's loved great. Them. That's well, we, great. Because we watched one uh, almost every night. So then after we watched Star Wars, they're like, well, tomorrow we'll watch an episode, uh, Empire Strikes Back, right, Uncle Graham? And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, this day we're going to do this, but we'll get home too late. But then we'll get to watch Return of the Jedi, right? Oh, that's great. And it was awesome. So it was really cool to see. And then we started theorizing what episode seven is going to be. Ah, okay. 32 years in the future and what it's going to be. And my one nephew... Well, Han Solo gets his leg broken. Really? Well, that's what happened on set. It actually oh, yeah, 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 shut yeah, down yeah, yeah. That's right. the production. And he gets his ear pierced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a wife that's uh, 20 years young. Um, but I think, you know, we talked about one of the theories that this kid, because he's, he's, you know, he's kind of a nerd. He goes... Um, is that Boba Fett, you know, when he falls into the... The, the jump, Sarlacc pit. The Sarlacc pit. He gets out of there somehow. Yes, that's in the comics, too. Yeah, that that's happens. in the comic. And so how Boba Fett is going to try, and he's like, he goes, maybe there's a, there's a secret Sith armada? He was suggesting all of these mm-hmm. awesome storylines, and I'm like, well, this could be really How rad. old is he? He's 12. Okay. Yeah. And he, but he knew character names that I was, like, a little unclear on. Like, he knew... Everybody, like the woman in Return of the Jedi who speaks right before General Akbar or Admiral Akbar, and she's like, um, I don't even know some of these characters had names. Oh, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. She's like, He's like, That's Mom Moth. Yeah, whatever. there is a thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Lucas did put a name to pretty much to everyone. Everybody. Yeah. everybody. When yeah. she gives the like, the the Bantam spies gave us this information about the moon of Endor and all that stuff. Many have died bringing us this information. He's like, Yeah, that's he knew her name, he knew every wow. single one of them named. So, it was really cool to um, to watch those again, and you know, especially too. And I was explaining to these kids, I go, "You got to understand, n- nothing like this had ever existed right before these movies. Before these yeah. movies, that's why they blew people. You know away. what? Because I've got an eight year old nephew, and I was like, "Is he ready for that?" And I remember I saw Star Wars for the first time when I was like seven. Yeah. So I guess he is ready for it. Because um, I wanted to show them ET too, and I'm like, "Is the ET still timeless?" Like, uh, will it still? You know what? My kids really liked ET. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that is kind of timeless. Okay, yeah. I would show it to them because the and and also then true. The cool thing was is then when they you know when they're being eleven, two of them are eleven, one's twelve, and they you know stop touching me. They're having yeah. those boy. They're just being boys fighting. Right. Yeah. I would say remember what Yoda said when one of them would like I can't do because I was trying to teach. They wanted to learn how to surf. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they, you know, they're falling and they're getting frustrated. I'm like, remember what Yoda said? <laughs> you know, there's there's do or do not. You know what I mean? And, and have a positive anger, fear, res- resentment, or whatever. And these- Yoda also said, "Shut up and sit down." Yeah, shut up and sit down <laughs> and stop touching your cousin. Yeah. He said that a lot. <laughs> he said he said I'll take us home from Disneyland yeah. a hell of a lot earlier if this nonsense keeps up. <laughs> So, so it was, it was really cool. And and I remember too, then I was brought back to those lessons. I mean, it's all Lucas, you know, Yoda is Buddha. Those are all like Buddhist ideals and stuff like that. And it was, it was, it was really cool to see. Like I hadn't sat and sat down and watched those three movies. I haven't either. And I need to do it. And that's the perfect way. It is. I'm going to. They'll love them. And that my wife has never seen them. Oh wow! Oh, Grounds See, for divorce. Yeah. That mm-hmm. now she's first. She's moving you into some sort of coyote hell, yeah, hell pit, yeah. and some. <laughs> and she hasn't seen uh, Caddyshack or Animal House. Well, you've got movie nights yeah, all lined yeah. up. Well, yeah. what, while you're sitting out in your guard tower guarding yeah. your, uh, your <laughs> meanwhile, <backyard. laughs> meanwhile, she's seen every episode of Lie to Me. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, this 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 marriage is this marriage is. Maybe over. you should put those rollers on your TV, yeah. so yeah. she can't get to it. <laughs> she can't. She's every episode oh a lie to me. Oh, I can tell you're a lawyer. Yeah. That's every episode. Yeah. I can tell. How? How? You twitch your eye and your yeah. eyebrow. Yeah. No, I have a bad face. Um, so, uh, speaking of Star Wars. Yes, we actually, we have a sponsor. This is one of the sponsors from our, our Kickstarter campaign. And this is Jet's Toy Hut. This is toyhut.com. Now, it is toys, but it's really for collectors. Mm-hmm. Um, because This is a nerd store. This is, this is a nerd store. <laughs> and I know... There's many of you here that are going to be very interested in this. this these are like hand-packed me. Star Wars figures and collectibles for collectors by collectors. All orders ship with zero movement in over a, different, a dozen different sizes of sturdy custom Toy Hut boxes. The crew at Toy Hut knows what you expect as a true collector. Now, I have no idea what that meant. But I'm sure somebody listening collectors does. Know collectors know exactly yeah. what that means. Collectors know what that means. They, somebody bought it and never touched it. Yeah, yeah that's what, is, what, what is, is like, what are, this what are, hasn't been molested or yeah, like all stuck orders, in any body parts. All orders shipped with zero movement. So yeah. the people packing it, they're very slow. They're, they're <laughs> zero <laughs> movement. Yeah. Well, they're Jedis and they yeah, use the they, force. They, they, they have to use their minds to pack the uh, No, toys. it means it means the the the, the there's the from what I know from from nerd friends of mine like Paul Goble who's a collector and Pat Francis I know are collectors is is the more it's been touched or altered in the slightest devalues devalues it yeah yeah that's why when you go to like those two guys whose houses I just mentioned <laughs> they have all these yeah. in the box right untouched. right 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 so that's what and that's even what if the packaging gets a little damaged then the value goes down uh-huh. they're like that's comic what, books so there's a club owner in Indianapolis uh, Morty's Comedy Club mm-hmm. you ever worked Morty's no but uh, I know the club owner at his house has uh, all the figures in the box and out of the box. Yeah. So he's got one of each. Well, so yeah. you got one to play with. Well, yeah. I did that with comics. That you, I would yeah. buy two. One I would keep in the bag and never take out, and then right. one I would read. Right. A lot and, of and, and do that. figuring correctors do the same thing. I one they, tell my nephew yeah. that. My nephew's got over, a, he's eight, and he's got over a, over a thousand comic books already that he collects. Wow. God, I love this kid. It's, Him uh, and my nephew need to yeah. So toyhut.com. Now it is um, T O Y H U T T. So toyhut.com, and it's Jets, Jets Toy Hut. Um, so we want to thank uh, Jet. We really appreciate mm-hmm. you supporting the Kickstarter campaign. And I know um, the great thing about this is I know this is an ad that our fans are going to respond. This is for This, this is, is exactly for what you guys are going to want. So make sure you check out toyhut.com. Right on. Now, speaking of Kickstarter, mm. yes, let's Eddie talk about Eddie's. has something to discuss with us. This is more of a therapy group where I'm coming to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I almost called you yesterday. I forgot that we had this podcast today. I'm so glad I'm here because I just wanted to call you and say, like, did, did you know you were going to go through this emotional roller coaster? Yeah, uh, n- and, not not to the extent that we did it, but we thought, well, it's going to be rough. And like, oh my god, uh, once that was, that was once tough. or twice a month, I get one of these calls from someone going, "What? Well, yeah, I, I feel like why did I do this? Because if this, if I don't fund this, I'm going to feel like a total failure." Because I've also said, like, I do a podcast called Talking Shit, and. I'm converting the podcast into a thing called the Bingle Bus, where we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna build a mobile podcast studio, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be in a school in a short school bus, mm-hmm. because the people that work for me are very slow, and um, 
They're special. And we're going to drive around and be able to go to things like comedy festivals, comedy mm-hmm. clubs. Uh, we, we can go to your house. Like I could pull it up in your driveway and you guys come out. Mm-hmm. This is an awesome show. idea. Oh, that's great. Do the show. At, on Saturday nights, I can go to the improv and park outside and well, you guys just come out and get, you know, comics. Well, and Will there be Chris living quarters in the bunch? Yeah, well, the, it's, it's, the back is going to be a U-shaped couch that actually has a piece that goes in that makes it that it can sleep. Because the guys, like if we go to the Montreal Comedy Festival, they're going to have to drive it there. So mm-hmm. I'm going to send two of my mongs in the uh, in the the bus and say I'll meet you there. I'm Are they going to need work permits? Everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chris is trying to make this as complicated yeah, yeah, as he possibly can. Where are they going to eat? We, yes. but we've, we've had to, they can't bring beer back. We've had, <laughs> <laughs> can't bring well, guns into Canada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't bring poutine or whatever. That's called. <laughs> um, this is to me is why podcasting is amazing because. You want to do a podcast on a bus and drive around? You okay. Do it. Yeah. Who, who, did you have to sign off? No did you have to pitch this to who anybody? Who had to green light this? Nobody. Other Nobody. than uh, a bunch of Kickstarter donors. No, and it's funny. Now all the networks and everyone and radio now, they're all coming to me going, this is a great idea. Maybe we could put this. And I'm like, I don't need you. Yeah. yeah why do I need you? This is the reason yeah. why I did this is because you didn't take my ideas before so i had right. to do it on my own and now you want it now that right. i've gotten the train rolling or the bus moving <laughs> now you want to be part of it and it's like no i don't need you anymore and that's the beautiful thing about it um you guys it's on kickstarter it's called the bingle bus with eddie ift with eddie ift so just uh and it's only nine days to go you got nine days to go the the goal is 50 grand they're very close and eddie was like this is too this is never gonna happen and chris and i both went oh that's nothing yeah you like, no, yeah. I woke up today and told my wife, I'm like, we, we're going to have to think of some other job. Because I said, I'm done with the podcast. When, if I don't get it, there's no more podcast. And I don't know what I'm going to do then, because that's all I do. I'm like, There's cool stuff here. There's a never heard before bootleg uh, CD of, of Eddie Live. There's uh, record your outgoing voicemail. There's really cool stuff, too. Like it, You get an MP3 of you strangling a coyote? <laughs> I, I will put that on there. That's not a bad idea. Uh, Me and the roller skates that say Acme with the, the bottle rockets on the end. Here's a cool thing. If you're new to Eddie's uh, podcast, Talking Shit, for 200 bucks, uh, you can get all the past episodes. It's 359 episodes, even the famous Lost episode. Like, this is, this is awesome shit on here. You guys. $1,000, you get to go to Tijuana with Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that the. There's some funny ones on there. Uh, a lot of the guys that are like the staples of my show were like, yeah, what can I do for you? So Chris Wilde will take you to a Knicks, uh, Clippers game with him, uh, and he's the Clippers guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy when they cut away, you know, when they're dancing, it's him. Uh, Lachlan Patterson, who's who's in the final three for mm-hmm. uh, uh, Last, Last Comic Standing. Standing, will give you a surf lesson. That's uh, awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, there, there's, I see this other one, a CrossFit training session with well, you. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. One guy purchased it. One guy purchased <laughs> it for $500. And uh, I am not responsible for if you get hurt. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of crazy. Bonnie Rotten, who's the uh, AVN Performer of the Year, will give you a, in quotes, dance on the bus. 
Guys, uh, you got to do this. This is this is. I mean, honestly, this is what what I love. Those about, are some nice rewards. Kickstarter. It's what I love about podcasting. The idea. That, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna love it too when it's over. Yeah. 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 In nine days. When it's over. <laughs> Believe me, we're 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 on the other side of it, and it it was doing Kickstarter was obviously a very stressful thing for us, but it was an amazing experience, and everybody, you either fund in the first four days and you you triple your thing. Or you fund in the last. I feel like those right. people that fund in the beginning are selling something. Like I almost put into one the other day because I just saw it and it was like a GPS tracker. Sure. And I thought oh, I can put that on my dog's collar for when the coyote mm-hmm. takes it away. Yeah. <laughs> you know can go what? Find its remains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what digestive tract yeah. uh, it's in? Coyote it's in. No, it, it's it's. Oh, it's the green one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you no, know, it's it's when they're selling some sort of hardware, yeah, or the gaming people make a shit ton of money. Tech, games, comics, those any people make sales. But so everybody quick. else, though, I'm still uh, waiting for Micah's comic. By the way, what's oh the, the, the duster? duster? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it'll come. He just had twins. <laughs> I, yeah, I know so he's, he's a, a preoccupied. So I, I thought fifty thousand wasn't much. I mean, it's going to take more than fifty thousand to get this bus go because mm-hmm. of the insurance, the sure. right. the parking. The, there's so much. The air conditioning inside it because we're putting a video and audio system inside, and, and you're going like, to need security on it too yeah. for the insurance and equipment. It's it's a thing. Yeah, it yeah. really is. So. Um, so it's a lot, but I, I, I thought it was going to be easier. And it's every day, it's a hustle. Every day, I'm like begging fans, hey, guys, please, please. You need yeah. to go on a podcast every four minutes. Yeah. And so it's <laughs> so over. we did. Like, you should, as soon as this is over, you better get I'm the fuck out of here. And Sam Tripoli's at four. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Yep. And, you know, Jimmy Pardo's here in Sherman Oaks. Yeah. You should, get, <laughs> yeah, you know, you you should just rounds. stay here and keep going. Triple A's, I mean, honestly, we did your show. We did Naughty Show. We did about 25, 30 others. It was mm-hmm. awesome. So check it out, guys. Go to Kickstarter, the Bingle Bus. It is a really cool, inventive thing. And, you know, it's one of these cool things where, you know, when it funds, I, I'm confident it'll fund, you can be a part of this cool thing and have this bus come to your house, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we have that. That's an that's a reward. You get, yeah. We'll bring it to your house. Bring it to your house, and then you can sit there and go, I helped get this thing yeah. done. It's like when we did Earbuds, 1,600 people have ownership of this movie, and when it's done, they get to say, I helped. Yeah, yeah I produced it. Sure I did. Help it. I and helped. it's the same with ours. I mean, we're going to be doing a TV show, basically, and you're a producer on the TV show. And every time you see this, you go, that's the fucking bus I contributed and, to. And I like that. I would rather watch a movie that I go, oh, now I'm watching these credits. These are people in Kansas. These are people yes. in Florida. Right, exactly. They, they didn't you know, I'll go to prep schools and have the friend that called them up and said, give me 10 grand or give me 50 Mm -hmm. grand. Right. This is like random people that own. And I've tried to make my show always like that where I say, hey guys, we're doing this. Do you have any ideas? Hey guys, we need a picture for this. Mm -hmm. We need, it's completely fan supported. And oh, we've done that too. Who can, who has this skill that we need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything from graphic designers to it's great web guy people we found through the show. Theme song, our like so much Mm -hmm. stuff, and that's the coolest thing. And this, like, when you told me this idea, I was like, this is an awesome, a mobile fucking podcast. Right, right. It's goddamn genius. You guys can borrow it. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I told the crap. We should bring it to Comic Con. 
Oh, dude. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, because we uh, we talked about going. I just did a show at Comic-Con, and uh, I did Death Squad's show down there, their live show. Mm-hmm. And I thought this would be a great place. We just park it out in yeah. front of wherever. And, you know, you could shuttle. Like, we do a show. You could borrow it and say, hey, we want to. You could bring guests out of Comic-Con and bring them in and record there. Yep. Come to the Bengal bus. We'll do comedy film nerds at this, yeah, this street corner. Yeah. That's Perfect. So that's exactly what podcasting is. Yeah. It's for everybody. And and it's such a great way to cross promote where I would have you guys talking about, hey, we're on the Bingle Bus. And people are like, right. what's the Bingle Bus? Oh, it's Eddie F's show. So then they go, oh, what show's on there? Oh, they do their own show, but we're just borrowing it for this episode. And mm-hmm. dude, yeah. I'm so on board. Well, make it happen, guys. Yeah. <laughs> make it happen. Um, all right. Well, let's um Let's move to uh, DVDs. DVDs. Now, um, Divergent came out. I actually wanted to see this. I didn't get a chance to see it yet. Um, I am a big fan of dystopian movies where um, mouthy teenagers get hunted. So, <laughs> Really? <laughs> All right. So, but I actually, um, yeah, I did want to see this. Need for Speed. Now, you saw that on a plane, right? <laughs> this movie... <laughs> Should only be seen on a plane, or <laughs> I mean, honestly, if it's on a speeding car, on a speeding, I guess I know it's based on like a video game or something. It really just seems like a Fast and Furious knockoff to me, right? Um, the the guy, the actor from uh, Breaking Bad, is in it. Here's Aaron Paul, Aaron Paul, and you're just like, really, man, you're an amazing actor. Why? I know it's a shame. This is what you got offered. This is what they're after giving Breaking you. Bad. Come on, this, did it come after Breaking city. Bad? Yeah, Are you yeah. sure this wasn't uh-huh. done well? No, uh-uh. yeah. this was <laughs> wow. the this was the first big project for Aaron Paul after and Breaking is it, Bad. Is it a car film? Yeah, he is a big car guy. I know that. Oh, it's based on a video game too. Because okay. a, fr- a friend of mine races cars with him. Okay, and, well then uh, maybe he's big, big into cars. So mm. maybe that was it. Shouldn't mix that with your job. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing a movie about CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants uh, to see me do a movie about yeah. coconut water and yeah. protein powder. <laughs> Oculus. This is the uh, the horror movie about the uh, haunted mirror. Uh, the <laughs> The uh, trailers. Again? Yes. There's another wacky mirror? There's another haunted mirror. Um, I will say the trailers look terrifying. I have not seen this movie, but um, it's getting mixed reviews. Some people think it's really horrifying. Other people think it's Let dumb. me go back to Need for Speed real quick. Okay. If you want to have this on in the background while you do your taxes or laundry or something, it's fine for that. Every once in a while, you look up from your laptop and there's a cool car chase. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. All right. All I Can I mention something about Oculus and these mm-hmm. horror films? I feel like all these horror films are shit. And what's happening is filmmakers find out that the only way you can make money is by making a cheap horror film. Right. And so they all go out to make it because it's like the one way that you might actually have a hit because paranormal activity and all these films. And so th- there's more shit in the horror category than any other That's category. a new phenomenon. That used to be where it was, you know, genre films, they would definitely make money, but they were funded and, you know, some care was taken to them. And then the studios kind of figured that out. Like, well, let me, let's acquire a bunch of these, let's make a bunch of these. And then it got uh, saturated and glutted. Like, and so now you've got a lot of subpar product. What, um, the, what, the, what, 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 here's the model, is they, they, do these movies for uh, the Cheap. budget? The budget for Oculus is five million dollars. Yeah, you need no stars. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need any. No stars. It made twenty-seven wow. million dollars. Mm-hmm. Wow. There you go. They just yeah. crank them out. That, I mean, if you watch, that's a profitable this, movie. I was, I was saying this a couple episodes ago. Um, the trailers are all the same. They yeah. just they're cut like there's a goddamn yeah, 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 yeah. software that just boom puts yep, it all our together. Trailer. Yeah. 
and they just crank these out. And I get it because, especially too, if you're a young filmmaker and you want to get your passion project sold, it's never going to happen. But right. you've got a mirror that you know eats children or whatever. Okay, well, make it in your them, home. They've taught them all too. You know, Hollywood. It's so hard. And you got to have a hit. You got to have a hit. So they're like, I'll oh, make a cheap horror film for you know a hundred thousand dollars, and it'll make a million dollars, and then I'm a hit. If you have, if you make a horror movie for. Uh, if you have a million, one to two million dollars for a horror movie, and you can put some cool effects in it, you're you're locked. I mean, it's gonna make money. Yeah, like that's the one thing about it's the horror, just overseas. It will the fa- the horror fan base will watch. They Any, don't yeah. they don't care about yeah, the yeah they're insatiable. Yeah, it's almost mm-hmm. like the the martial art. So, sometimes you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Like mm-hmm. as long as the fight scenes are cool, a that's fan's funny. a fan. That's yeah. Funny. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the other movies uh, I saw, this was a, a DVD, Son of Batman. This mm-hmm. is one of the um, Warner Brothers um, directed DVD animated movies, and I liked it. I, I, I think my favorite is still Under the Red Hood. I thought that one was probably the best. I also showed that to my nephews. They oh, you did? It. Oh, they that loved was it. an amazing one. Um, now, the Son of Batman, I love the idea that um, uh, Rashal Ghoul, he's about to be, uh, he gets murdered in the opening scene. And his daughter Talia had actually had a had drugged Batman, um, and they had sex, and then Batman has a son out of it. So what she does, wow. the, the way the movie opens, is Rashal Ghul gets killed, and he doesn't even know about his father, the son Damien, and uh, he goes, "Where are we going, Gotham, to meet your father?" And she actually drops him off to um, meet Batman and to protect him because the League of Assassins are still coming after him, the Assassins. Uh, so it's a great setup and it's a great story. And the character of Damien is absolutely fantastic. I love this character. He's like a 10, 12-year-old boy. I think they made him a little young. I mean, he yes, he was a little, um, a little bit too much of a badass for a 10-year-old, even though he was trained by assassins. But yeah. still, you know, he's still like 10. Um, and there's some great humor in it, too, where because he was raised um, by Ra's al Ghul and Talia, and he, he gets to the Batcave, and uh, he asks Alfred, what, are you the only servant? <laughs> you only have one servant? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So there's some cool uh, moments like that. One? That was... Uh, uh, was Ethan Spaulding is Spalding. the director. Okay. And so it's a great uh, little story uh, of Batman's son, and it's it's really fun, and it adds like a whole new dynamic to uh, the Batman mythos. Mm-hmm. The thing that where it gets bogged down, there's a couple problems with it. One of them is that uh, these movies are only like seventy some minutes long, so you feel like a lot of parts are rushed. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, no, just give this movie eighty to ninety minutes. You don't need to. I mean, because it's cost. You know, right. they need again. It's animation. It's expensive. They try to keep it to seventy some minutes. The other thing is they have this weird subplot of like genetic manipulation and like a bunch of man bats around like an mm-hmm. attack. So you've got these this weird like um, subplot of all this genetic manipulation when you don't need it. Oh my god! You have a league of assassins. You have an immortal who just got killed, and Batman has a son. And the people that are trying to destroy the league of assassins are trying to kill. Um, not only um, the boy's mother, the boy's father, and the boy. That's enough. You don't need to add like giant <laughs> man bat sounds creatures. Sounds like the improv comedy yeah. clubs. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to add all these extra things. So I think the story could have used a little more focus. It also added Slade. And Slade's been used a lot as far as the villain, uh, or it also becomes mm-hmm. Deathstroke. And apparently he wasn't in the original story. But overall, arc, but yeah, overall, overall, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. These I, animated ones are yeah. They're, they've been really sometimes they're hit or miss. These animated movies, but they've been they've been hitting the mark more often than not. Especially 
Um, there was a couple of Superman ones that were really good. Mm-hmm. The um, Wonder Woman one was good. Wonder Woman one was I really good. I showed my nephews that one as yep. well. It was always How just, many movies did you guys it watch? It was just Star Wars and superheroes. That's, we'd go out and run around all day, the beach, Disneyland, all that stuff. Well, these are all the home. movies that Graham already has at home. Yeah. Nothing has to yeah. rent. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm squared away. But uh, they were really, uh, it was good. It was um, It was a great story. I mean, I, I kind of want to see more of this character now, Damien, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. Batman's son. And um, it just got a little bit bogged down here and there, but it was good. It's worth a rental, absolutely. All right, coming out this week, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Dear Lord, this movie looks horrible. I cannot wait to not see this movie. I'm so angry about this movie. Not only did Michael Bay produce it, but how could you get everything wrong about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? First of all... Was there anything right? Yes, it was brilliant. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was brilliant I was in the 80s. I was never a fan. <laughs> it's, I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because it was... It you're was, you're uh, the only one. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those properties that was just like so ridiculous and then it was made to be ridiculous. Like, I'm going to put these things together that make no sense and I'm going to make a franchise out of it. And that was like, all right, all right, I'm on board. Right. But when you look at it now, it's like all the things that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles aren't are in this movie. First of all, don't give them people eyes and people faces. Mm. They're turtles, A, for one. The, the, the character designs alone look ridiculous. And don't give them like these weird, crazy, bulging muscles, like like bodybuilder, like mm-hmm. weird, like... They're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's in the title. You just, uh, you don't make them look weird, you know? And, and then I'm watching the trailer and... There's all this action in it, and but there's still Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's supposed to be silly and goofy and ridiculous, and none of that is in the trailers. It's all this like hardcore action and like effects, and it makes no sense. So I really, really think this was a missed opportunity. I think a, a reboot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles could have been really cool, and I think this movie goes completely in the wrong direction. That's I think I remember. I, I remember uh, reading there was some like other. Um, comments going on on the internet about the movie and this summed it up perfectly when you watch the trailer this movie is too violent for kids and too stupid for adults ah, that's hilarious <laughs> I remember when this popped the, the, the rumor on this was it was this stupid comic book that nobody wanted and the the warehouse or something burnt down so there was only 200 copies of like the first couple of ep- first couple of issues, like they were going to discontinue it. It burnt down, so then these issues were suddenly worth all this money, and that's how it became popular. Oh, that's some great lore. I don't know if that's true or that's not. True. It very much just seemed like comics, <laughs> comic book store campfire, right? You know, tales. But that's what I remember hearing, and I remember. You know what? You guys email us that if that if you've heard that anyone, rumor, if, if that was true or not. The, for real on that, let yeah. us know. Um, but then there was a when it became big in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. um, there was a a, a copycat called the biker mice from mars oh of course oh yes, yes. i forgot about it them was, yeah. they were trying to and and i forget who some studio was like oh we're gonna make this our ninja turtles right right so i was uh, a young actor in chicago and a stand-up comic trying to make money and i had an agent and i would audition for stuff and i got to throw out the first pitch at a cubs game as a biker mouse from <laughs> <laughs> it was the dumbest thing. Oh, that's great. I was in this stupid getup. Did you have to drive on a uh, motorcycle? No. <laughs> no. So somebody had to walk me there, and my buddies were at the game. And, you know, they're doing that thing where they're like, 
you know, throwing out the, and this is how the, the announcer at Wrigley Field. So my first time ever on Wrigley Field is the dumbest way ever. I was just going to say, it's like the most amazing <laughs> thing to be in Wrigley Field and to be on Wrigley Field. How amazing to throw out the first pit and then you're doing it as in a stupid, you know, and it's hot, it's 90 degrees, it's the summer. I'm dying. I can barely see anything because they you just look through this little wire mesh thing in the dumb animal's right. neck. And at then, that moment, you're like, I just would have blown a guy to, <laughs> to, to, to get the part. Easy, yeah, like, easy. Do, 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 yeah. And the, the announcer goes, now throwing out the first pitch, one of the biker mice from Mars. Like <laughs> you have this? Any footage of this? I have this? no footage of this. That would, be, that would be the greatest thing you could put on your reel. Ever, yeah. ever. And people are booing and laughing. That's awesome. I can hear my buddies laughing going, Elwood! They're going, Elwood. <laughs> oh, my God. It was one of the most... Humiliating, humiliating things I've you, ever heard. You couldn't wow. find... Well, you were laughing the whole way through, though. I was laughing because yeah, I was just like, this is, this is the dumbest, yeah. greatest yeah, yeah. story yeah. ever. Yeah. And that's the hardest $50 you ever made. Oh, and literally, yeah. And it was literally like <laughs> ma- 75 bucks at most. I yeah. see people in those situations now, and I've been in those yeah. situations, and I see people in it, and I'm like, couldn't somebody, like, did, did they have to do this to him? Did they have to degrade? Because everybody knows it's degrading, and they know the pay they're giving you, and it's like, well, you know, what else is he going to do? And you're like, no. You could have paid more, so it wasn't so. Something. There's a degrading level. There's a point where if you gave them five hundred bucks, it's like, hey, it's five hundred bucks. Sure. Five hundred bucks. But there's a point. They know it's degrading. Yeah. They're having you do it. They're horrible people. Yeah. They're, they're hor- just they're throwing money in the gutter and watching yeah. you crawl yep. for it. Yep. And then yep. they laugh. Yep. Yep. And throw their cigarette at you. They're your face. picking one leg off a spider and letting it run around <laughs> they, they in a run. circle. Yeah. They. That's really what they're doing. And then betting on it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not to interrupt, but have you guys ever seen that movie? You know about it? <laughs> no, it's no. a real film. I can't. I don't want to say it on Thank the you. show, <laughs> but it's a uh, a real film, and it's uh, we found out about it on the, our podcast and talked about it forever. Uh, but it like like people have seen this, and uh, it's <laughs> might want to review well, that. Someday. We'll talk about it after the the recording. Yeah. <laughs> so the next movie coming up this weekend. Step up all in. Why wouldn't you be all in? I'm step up? so all in. I saw one last summer whenever the last one came out. Was that like Step It Up? Sure. It's like a new name. Step It. Step, step Up. I thought up. it was Step It Up. They they keep changing them. Okay. This is like, I don't know, the 20th one of these. Yeah. These movies are so amazing because, first of all, the storyline is. Where do you go after the last Step It's it Up movie? It's just, they are ridiculous, but in the best way. There's some. There's always whatever this one. I'm sure they got to save the teen center, and the developers yeah. are going to take away the dance scholarship. You're talking about breaking two electric boogaloo. Exactly. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's that storyline. Or footloose. Yeah. And then they do these dance numbers that are amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Like it's it's the I, craziest. Thing. I might I might have played a janitor in one of these films. Really? Uh, <laughs> no. Not not that a guy made one of these movies. He called me. Hey, can you play this part? And blah blah. I said, What is it? He goes. It's a shitty dance film that we're trying to pitch to Disney. And I went, no. Yeah, I was there. Uh, <laughs> I, I did it. Everybody needs their biker mice from Mars yeah. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to see this movie, and I hope all of you will, too. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you will join me in this. Next movie is Into the Storm. And this is a movie. It's a tornado you, film. Yeah, it's if you thought um, Twister wasn't dumb enough, mm, yeah. you want to go see Into the Storm. This looks like if... Somebody 
like made Twister on their laptop on Twister on their laptop and didn't or or thinks Sharknado is a serious film, right? <laughs> That's it, exactly yeah, what it looks it. like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. This movie is starring no one you've ever heard of, <coughs> and it doesn't look good at all. Yeah, and uh, it's one of those things too where it's. And like, I know I just said Step Up All In is going to be fun. Yeah. I know I just said that. Yeah, but I I'm think going you're going to be it. right about both. Yeah, <laughs> screw, uh, <laughs> screw Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm, I'm waiting to see. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you go to a double bill. That's it. Guardians. That'll do it. Ball in. Mm-hmm. You will. Your life will be complete. Bucket list. I'm there. Take a suicide pill. You're done. You will mm-hmm. never see anything <laughs> better than those two movies. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we want to thank Eddie Ift. Um, Eddie, I know you got people go. Uh, you want them to go to the Kickstarter, but any tour dates? Anything else? I'm going in Boston on? Ne- uh, next week, the 15th, 16th. I'm at the Hard Rock in Faneuil Hall. Um, nice. So come down and see me there. You're, if the Kickstarter funds. If, yeah, if that's it. If, if the Kickstarter, well, I, I'm going to Boston and then I'm going to visit family and I might never come back. <laughs> I'm not, if the Kickstarter doesn't fund, I quit. I, swear, I was going to quit show business. Yeah, if, if, I swear to God, was, I'm quitting. I was so done. It, we were close. We were very close. Chris had to talk me off the ledge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so sad. Where can people we find take you turns online? Doing uh, go, just, uh, go to eddieift.com and uh, the Bingle Bus is there. B-I-N-G-L-E. Bingle Bus. We're looking forward to the Bingle Bus. Contribute to another piece of podcast history, you yes. guys. The mm-hmm. Bangle Bus. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I will be um, telling jokes at Acme Comedy Club. Ooh, one of the most fun clubs great ever. Great club. Tell Lewis I said hi. Uh, yeah, he's a good dude. It's uh, August 14th. Um, check that out. And then, of course, we'll be in Hong Kong the 25th through the 30th. And then, as I've said, the Kuala Lumpur dates didn't, they fell through. So I will be in um, uh, Beijing and Shanghai the week of September 1 through 6. But I'll get the, those dates ironed out and get them to you. And of course, uh, headlining the Hollywood Improv September 13th. And then headlining uh, Zanies in Rosemont, uh, Illinois, right near the O'Hare Airport, September 17th through 20. And of course, the Los Angeles podcast festival I'm very excited about this september 26th through the 28th we just released the schedule mm-hmm. eddie will be doing his podcast there gotta check he it has out the bus or not yep. is up for you mm-hmm. we'll be debate. there though <laughs> and it's gonna be a great program this year we've yeah, got man. some great shows mark Marin just confirmed yep there's some great panels great workshops and the new hotel is gonna be amazing I'm you're gonna love up. it what yeah. hotel is it soft hotel. hotel oh nice yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's awesome it's gonna be more parties more food more drinks everything. it's going to be more everything it's all yeah. on one floor this off hotel so there's no right. crazy elevator you're going to get stuck in like yeah when one when one breaks and then there's only one for the entire festival so, so that's september 26th through the 28th guys um hopefully there'll be a bingle bus parked out front mm-hmm. go to that'll la be great that'll be <laughs> lapodfest.com and uh, get your tickets and discount hotel rooms are going quick thank you guys so much thank you once again to eddie if hey thanks for having me guys appreciate it man. very much good to have you um my name is graham elwood i'm chris Mancini and as always remember Han shot first first. on the bingle bus (laughs) and then he (laughs) stepped up all in